0: okay hello and welcome back to unadorned um this podcast might be something slightly different than well it definitely will be something slightly different from what we usually do um being that there isn't necessarily a we in this episode (laughs) except for me kind of spread out over time because um jeffrey will not be here for recording It is just me in my room at 5am, so pardon the audio quality, I will be trying to be quiet out of consideration for the roommates, and I will also be using a mic that isn't as great as the one in the studio. So, housekeeping stuff out of the way, I guess I will go into... What exactly I'll be doing in this episode. So, I thought that it might be a good idea to go over something that is a little more profound than we might think of on the day today. Well, except for weird people like me. But, I guess it's profound as you make it because i wanted to talk about literature and specifically the stuff that was freshest in my mind and i was just going to go through the fiction literature i've read this year just um just go through the list and then do a short little description of each book and then see if You can listen to each description and then maybe learn a little bit about each book maybe learn a lesson that i learned from a book without uh, having to read it yourself or maybe feel interested in one or maybe just know which ones to disregard in the future (laughs) um and i hope i won't do any of the books that injustice today well maybe there's some that i hope i do that because (laughs) obviously everyone reads books that uh, aren't necessarily their favorite so let me think um i think i'm going to only go through the fiction section of my reading of my have read list this year um a lot of A lot of people have, they have like the TBR, the to-be-read book list, but I have something kind of like that. I just have a bunch of books that I've heard of, and then if something's interesting, then it'll eventually find its way in. And then um, I have what I keep in better detail that would be similar to most people's to-be-read is actually a list of the books i've finished and each year i have just a notebook and i'll fill fill a section at the beginning with fiction and at the end with non-fiction books that i have read in that year so i shoot to read about 50 books a year so that's the goal for this year anyways Um, not sure if I'll attain that but we will see um that's no matter to you anyways so we have a couple different books here we'll go over in the fiction section um and I think I'm going to group series books together just because I have kind of understanding after I've read a series more so of how it fits into the whole big book of the series, so to speak, rather than f- being a book in, in itself, I guess. So, um, Noting that, uh, I'll start it off. Um, the book that I finished first this year, I finished on January 1st, um, The Valley of Fear by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Um, it's a Sherlock Holmes book, Um, as you might have guessed by the author's name, um, so the Valley of Fear, it is one of the short stories that it starts out in London, like a traditional Sherlock Holmes story in one of the book, like the compilation style Sherlock Holmes books, like the adventures of Sherlock Holmes, for instance. It's just uh, one big book, and then each chapter or so will be um, its own little story. But there's also, like, The Sign of the Four, The Valley of Fear, um, books like that, and the Sherlock Holmes books, that the whole book is a little bit shorter, but it has just one big story, so you get a lot more detail per story, and you get a lot of backstory, and I think that's what um was definitely going for in these because almost half of probably more than half of some of these is backstory. So it's very it's a very interesting style and I don't know if I've it catches you off guard at first for sure, like the first time I read a read one of these kinds of books. Um I think it was the sign of the four i didn't exactly know what was happening i i was listening to it on audiobook and i had thought that i'd gone from a sherlock holmes book and then it had just finished in a weird place and then gone on to the next book (laughs) because there's like these huge transitions and it's totally new characters new setting and it starts describing this whole new world in just about every way but that's only what you think because the the villain of the Sherlock Holmes story that you've just been reading is going to be described in great detail during during this uh, this story in the new part of the book. So that is kind of what's going on here in the Valley of Fear. So it starts out with a normal Sherlock Holmes story and then has this big transition and describes the criminal's life over in America. And it describes why they, why what happened in the Sherlock Holmes story happened basically. And it it's not necessarily justifying the criminal, but it's just the criminal's confession. And at the end, you you always hear these criminals the they they just say something like um i i don't regret anything sherlock holmes or something like that because it's usually a revenge story and then hopefully yeah a spoiler alert for (laughs) for any of the people listening who don't necessarily i won't go into like super huge spoilers but i guess stuff like that um but yeah it's usually a revenge story and it kind of just all wraps up with Sherlock Holmes making his wrap up of the case until either let them let the criminal go as he does in a few cases or he will just he'll just um he'll just um have the police come and get him more so so um, those are about the two ways these longer Sherlock Holmes books can go. Um, the second book I finished this year I I won't give the date for all of these because it's basically irrelevant in my when I finish books it matters none to you guys. Um so was Nikolai by Tim Lahaye and J B. Jenkins. Um this is book three, I believe, of the Left Behind series, very popular, especially in, like, um, evangelical Christian circles. Like, you'll find this in church libraries and even at, like, uh, a bunch of yard sales. Um, If there's books at yard sales, you'll probably find um, some Left Behind books. Um, I think it's an interesting concept, but I'm not in love with the characters and left behind books um and this whole story kind of blends together so I don't know exactly what part of the story where it Nikolai picks up and where it starts um but yeah I have an idea of where it finished because I haven't gotten any farther um and I somewhat doubt whether I will be going farther in in uh the left behind series just because um uh, the characters, the reason I don't like them as much is because they they're kind of I don't know, but irre- unrealistic in some ex- in some ways. Like you see the different characters that fall in love very quickly, and it's just kind of like everything works out perfectly. And I know this doesn't necessarily make sense. logically from my perspective because the author can choose any one in the world to focus on and he focuses on the two stories that the omnipotent author will bring together well I guess in this perspective he isn't bringing them together he's just following the stories as they come together (laughs) because I mean out of all this people in the world even though that's diminishingly few in the left behind book um out of all those people there there's gonna be some somebody that fits a story kind of like this and with unlikely characters like these coming together and working together um and that also could be like a a testament to like the the christian side of this it's kind of it's kind of oh let me think it might be showing something like God can bring together the most unlikely candidates and if they if those people follow God then they can do things that wouldn't fit in their natural personality I think that might be the best justification for what the authors are doing with these characters but I don't know if you if you enjoy like old-fashioned novels or what is this this is like the opposite of historical fiction it's like futuristic fiction I guess um without really being sci-fi so I don't know if there's a term for that but we'll call it futuristic fiction so I, I guess if it would be worth it giving these books a try, because character development is definitely in the eye of the reader a lot of times. like It's not poorly written, as far as I can tell. Um, it's not necessarily profound in any way that I found, but um, perhaps you'll enjoy these, the Left Behind books. And the next book on my list is Foundation by Isaac Asimov i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly (laughs) but another book finished early this year i i remember the beginning of the book being very very interesting to me it's describing like this person arriving in this spaceport kind of thing and it talks in all these cool details um about the surroundings, and you, it's sci-fi, so you're learning a lot of new things about the world very quickly. Um, and I just really enjoyed the feeling that I got from the either the introduction, but likely the first chapter of Foundation. So, but after that, it it keeps some of that, and you come back to. Some of the interesting learning about the world but towards the end it becomes very dune-ish and ends in a lot of politics um so i didn't necessarily like it as much towards the end because it's just very political and maybe i would be more interested in the politics if it was kind of a slower build up like the dune books but i'm not positive what i'm actually looking for in a story like this, like these massive sci-fi, um, stories, but yeah, not sure exactly what I found lacking in this book, but, um, some of the personality wasn't exactly there for me, so, um, not exactly my favorite, except for the introduction slash first chapter, whatever it was, which I definitely liked a lot, so, at least give at least give it a try and if that first chapter draws you in enough perhaps you'll finish it like I did okay uh the next book in the list is The Slow Regard of Silent Things by Patrick Rothfuss so this book I really really enjoyed it was the first Rothfuss book that I had read in like a physical copy rather than an audiobook um so I'd, I'd listened to the audiobooks of the first two King Killer books um, by Nick Podell. Uh, he's the audiobook reader of these. But uh, having a physical copy of this kind of, I don't know if you could call it a short story, but it's um, a, a, not, a novella. Uh, is that the proper length? It's, it's either a novelette or a novella. I always mix those twos up. <laughs> those two up, rather. pluralizing the word two that's an interesting (laughs) interesting irony there um but this book uh is super it was super interesting to me because it's describing a lot more in depth a character from the other king killer books um being the name of the wind and um the wise man's fear So, I would definitely recommend reading those two before getting into The Slower Guard of Silent Things. But maybe you don't even have to. Maybe you can understand this character in some intuitive way without um, reading those. But I don't want to get into too many spoilers, but this book is relatively spoiler-free, actually. So, um... You could probably read it before the other King Killer content, and it wouldn't be a big deal for your understanding of the story. You would just understand what this character is like a little more in-depth than the average reader when they're getting to that point. Meaning, well, I guess a lot more in-depth. <laughs> but, yeah, super, super good. If you like um, Rothfuss's writing, it's a very different style for him, but you can understand um the rothfuss the king killer world very well through this book um and you learn a lot of things about like the under thing and the university and what the surroundings of that place are like and also the inner workings of ari's mind because that's basically what the entire book is about um i'll stick with pretty well-known authors. So we will go to the next one I will do is um, Starship Titanic by Terry Jones and Douglas Adams. This is, this was pretty good. (laughs) I thought it was, I I just love um, Douglas Adams and kind of the I don't want to call it nonsense literature necessarily because it's very pointed at times and he can definitely make really great points. Like um, You can kind of see some similarities to Twain with um, just that savage sarcasm coming out um, through (laughs) Adam sometimes, but he's a lot... Or light-hearted like less it feels less serious than Twain so um, Starship Titanic just another like sci-fi story by Douglas Adams I'm probably gonna read back through all Douglas Adams again sometime here um, but I think I've read most of his available works at this point um, but yeah Starship Titanic if you love if you like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, or the Hitchhiker book series, then I think you would definitely like this one. Uh, Next one, another Adams book, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Uh, I thought this one was very, very good, and I read um, the two Dirk Dirk Gently books, which uh, I'll get to the next one in a bit, but... Um, actually, I'll just group them together now, so the next, uh, the next, where is it? (laughs) Oh, yes, The Dark Tea Time of the Soul, um, and Dirk Gently's, which is, I believe, the second Dirk Gently's book, but these are both super good by... Douglas Adams if you like Adams which he's possibly my favorite author that I've read (laughs) in like like modern authors that is just because it's very hard to distinguish not it's very easy to distinguish it's very hard to um, list them on the same plane like with um, ancient authors so he's my he's probably my favorite modern author so definitely loved the dirk gently books in the dark tea time of the soul might be the the favorite book that i've read so far this year um but not sure about that one but it was really really good if you like douglas adams that is he might be a little too quirky and crazy for some people to read (laughs) So the next one on the list is The Lightning Tree by Patrick Rothfuss. This one's really short. You can read it in one sitting. Um, Me and Jeff, um, we were climbing some mountains earlier this year, and we finished it a decent bit before we got to the summit of the first mountain, if I'm not mistaken, and we weren't doing tall mountains. So... Um, it's only a couple hours on audiobook, and you could read it physically in one sitting if you were, if you're a dedicated reader, I guess. So, the Lightning Tree is another story. I don't even you don't have to be that far in the Kingkiller books to be able to appreciate this one because it's talking about Bast, and he's a character that's introduced very early in the Kingkiller books. You learn a little bit more about the magic systems, um, in the Kingkiller world through this book, and if you like Bass as a character, it's just, it's a really good read. Um, next book on the list is Dune, by Frank Herbert, and I I've read the first four Dune books this year. Um, the first one I think is just called Dune. Um, next one I read was Dune Messiah. Uh, Next one, Children of Dune. And the next one, God Emperor of Dune. So I believe that's the first four books in the Dune series. (coughs) But I'll go over all of these together. So Dune is dune world is super fascinating and i don't know as i necessarily like the story and the world nearly as much as i value like the intelligence of the characters (laughs) and how intelligent the author must have been to write such thoughts as the characters have um you're always inside a character's head in Dune, and it doesn't matter which character, really. It just pops around from character to character, whether primary or secondary. So you get to see a lot of different perspectives, and this is something that not many authors do, as far as I know, is adding such depth. It's like the Hunger Games, where you're inside one person's head for all of these complex thoughts like you're basically living their life and the hunger games is easier to relate to than dune because the dune world is a little less like our world i guess you might say so the hunger games might be more relatable but dune it's very thought-provoking like um the way that the characters think is very difficult to understand sometimes but it's very intuitively yes I could have thought this thought (laughs) and nobody else thinks like this but at the same time you're linking yourself to these characters so I guess it's super cool if you enjoy like intelligence in its raw form inside someone's head you can see a lot of complex meditations of the characters in these books so I really like the Dune books and I might um, continue reading those okay the next book um, is Shadow and Bone by Leigh Bardugo uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly but I guess these books are probably pretty popular cuz I mean I hear about them and other people seem to know about them. But I I enjoyed it a decent amount. Um I guess the later books I think this is a prequel, so it's later chronologically. Um I'm forgetting the name of that other one now. But um yeah i can't remember the name of the really popular one in this series now but there's a really popular one that comes later chronologically and i think was written before but uh, it's an interesting story it's not necessarily my favorite niche of fantasy just the symbolism was not as much there as something you might like read The Magician's Nephew (laughs) by C.S. Lewis, and there's, like, a ton of allegory, you could basically call it, that is super interesting to me, so that's kind of what I value in this style of fantasy, but I didn't really get a lot of that. Um, the main character is written pretty well, um, as far as I thought, so I enjoyed I enjoyed it it was it was a pretty good book not my favorite but if you are maybe getting into kind of a fantasy then this might be uh, a decent place to start after um you read c.s lewis obviously um next is the mysterious stranger by mark twain um, and I read a couple different things by Twain this year The Mysterious Stranger Sketches New and Old and uh, Double Barreled Detective Agent uh, sorry not the, not Detective Agency like uh, Dirk Gently but uh, a Double Barreled Detective Story rather so that's the Twain reading I've done this year and I had to kind of take a break because Twain um, I- there's very few <laughs> lighthearted moments Um, in his writing, it's very, very savagely serious and ironic, so it leaves kind of a sour taste in your your mouth a lot of the time, but, um, it is also very valuable to read Twain, because he, he, like, tells the truths that everybody else kind of tiptoes around and he just goes straight for them, so... And he's not a bad writer by any stretch, either. He's very good at telling these complex stories and simplifying them to a great degree, right down to the thing that actually matters the most. So um, definitely read Mark Twain. Do at least um, one work by him to get a a feel for him just because he's such a well-known author. That's what I'd recommend. Okay, so the Next book is Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card. Um, This book was actually super, super interesting to me. And I don't know, intelligence is just something that I'm fascinated with, and I study a decent amount. Um, Like, intelligence, technically, that is. And you see... Enders game is it was super interesting to me because it's a story of a kid who is so intelligent <laughs> compared to anybody else, um, most adults and and he just blows the other kids out of the water and In his raw intelligence but it's never really mentioned in that way and it's just kind of in the book abstractly given like Ender you have these gifts that you can give to mankind or something like that and I think that's it's strange because we don't um, we don't ever actually straight up tell a child that they're amazingly intelligent like in the technical sense seriously we talk uh we might talk about the child to one another as adults but i feel like if you are an intelligent child you might not realize it until you're until it's very like a lot later in life like i had no idea that i was gifted academically um until i was like basically graduated from high school (laughs) so and then not even then to the like the full extent so i don't know i feel like that's something we might be able to do better in our world um and I mean, if that's the only complaint about the world, we're doing just fine, but, um, if I am going to nitpick on real-life society, it, it might be something like that, that children's gifts aren't realized as young as they could be sometimes, so, um, all that to say, Ender's Game, excellent, excellent book, um, it feels kind of dystopian at times, Um, just because of the the feeling that you get from the book, but um, I really liked it. I thought it was very well-written and it's very complex in some of the thought processes and he's he's a very creative thinker, so very good book. Um, Let's see, next one, um, I have two more on the fiction list and that'll wrap it up for today. Next one is Pool of Knowledge by Vaughn W. Smith. Um, this is the first book on the list that I would definitely not recommend. Um, I think the story, it, it's fantasy fiction, um, and it's kind of a book about wizards and stuff. And the intro is really good, it draws you in a lot, but unfortunately the intro does not contain the author's main weakness which is dialogue the dialogue in this book is very it's bordering on atrocious it's very very poor so it, it feels like um, it feels like a rough draft and I would be perfectly fine with having dialogue like this in a rough draft it's just It's saying what the characters want to say with absolutely zero complexity and only, like, trite expressions, basically. Like, the characters don't have thoughts of their own, really. They're just, um, like, robotic feeling, and it feels very lifeless when they speak. So and it, uh, there's weird times when they even shift voice to like from a f- third person to first person and, and that's just super super strange so yeah i wouldn't recommend it um just because of that that is poorly written um with the dialogue which is most of the book once you get into it is it's all dialogue really but uh, yeah it is kind of sad i thought it had great potential um if the author wanted to go back and rewrite the dialogue um just like because the story there the core story is actually very good um but it, it's just pretty unbearable when the story is wrapped up in the words that it is at the moment so i'll i'll give them a little bit of grace and pretend that it's a rough draft at this point so um last book is of mice and men by john steinbeck another very popular book um i guess it was written to be like kind of a mid-range it's not a super short like uh novella sorry, it's not super short like a novelette, but it's more of a short-ish novel. Uh, Well, I guess that'd be a novella. So, it's made specifically to be either read or acted as a play, and I think it would do very well as a play. So... Yeah, I I think that the story here is is really good, but the real strength of John Steinbeck as far as I'm the judge is his dialogue between characters um in contrast to the book we we're just going over. But it's just super super good. You you literally can not literally obviously but you can feel these characters and you know you can understand them very well um and you have two very different characters as main characters uh and you can understand both of them and why they're doing what they're doing in every part of the book so super super good i would definitely recommend reading of mice and men um i mean it's a little on the on the sad side but I think it's just so well written and there's a lot of lessons you can learn about human nature in general uh from this I've actually read it uh, read it through twice already so mm-hmm. even though it's the last one on the fiction list for this year um maybe I'll do a non-fiction one of these um if I if I rack up enough nonfiction this year so I think I'm going to end it there Um, if you're still around and enjoyed that somehow uh, I'm glad you did Uh, if not then you won't be hearing this unless you skipped ahead and I guess I would just like to leave you all with a farewell and I will see you again in two weeks farewell